Hello and welcome to Your Employment Matters. I'm Beverly Williams and I'm here to help you navigate your career. This is for anyone who's searching for their dream job or promotion, or perhaps you're just looking to hang on to the job you have. Today's work environments are multi-generational, multi-religious, multinational, multiracial, and multi-gender and multi-gender identity. Add market disruptors like Amazon and Lyft, along with the addition of AI, and it's easy to see why finding and keeping a job is such a challenge. Employment success and even employment survival depend on your ability to adapt. That's why my goal for this 30-minute podcast is to first advocate embracing change and differences, and second, to encourage you to proactively assume responsibility for your career. Get your work week off to a good start by listening to Your Employment Matters every Monday. Find out how to own your career and get the best practices for making your employment matter. Pursuing your passion is one way to achieve employment success. Exploring entrepreneurial options along the way is quite another. My guest today is Josh Nix, who has crafted an employment journey that embraces both options. I haven't met Josh in person, but our recent conversation convinced me that he's someone that I'd like to hear more from, at least until COVID-19 permits us to meet in person, face-to-face. I introduce you to Josh Nix. Josh, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and hopefully inform our listeners. One of the things I try to do is to interview guests that have different backgrounds and and a variety of careers and jobs and passions so that people who might not be able to afford a coach or a career counselor can learn from the people I interview. And when I talk to you, you have such an interesting employment journey. I thought it would be beneficial to me and our listeners to have you share it with them. Perfect. I'm ready to talk. Okay. So when you were growing up, did you want to be a firefighter or a professional athlete or even a doctor or a lawyer or an Indian chief? No, I just wanted to get money. <laughs> I wanted to make money. I wanted to be successful. My parents are both engineers. I knew college wasn't my thing. I fell in love with music. I didn't know how I was going to get there. I was just living. Actually, I wanted to be a soccer player, honestly. Um, I played soccer no, at a young age. No athlete. So you were just like other little boys. Yeah. I mean, but you know, little black boys, we don't really choose soccer first. It's usually basketball, football. You know what I'm saying? You know, growing up, all the black kids used to make fun of me, say, oh, you with the white boys, you playing a white boy sport, not knowing this whole time of my life I was younger. I never knew that soccer is the biggest sport in the country, in the world. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, just young and ignorant and letting people tell me what I should do and what I shouldn't do when I should make the decision myself. Well, and you know, the thing is, they were ignorant too, because most Americans growing up, young Americans don't realize, or at least when I was growing up, they didn't realize how popular soccer was. Right. It is how popular it is. In fact, I give um, one of my little friends who's three years old, I send him soccer outfits. Barcelona is his father's favorite team. So that's what I send him every year. So he has a new outfit. His father is thrilled. 
Right. That's dope. They were ignorant. Right. You weren't. But I think it's more like this. I always thought like something different. Like I realized like in basketball, I wasn't going to grow too much. I realized in football in high school that, you know, I got hit one time just trying to be with the black kids do and try to be cool. I hit one time like, yo, this ain't for me. Let me try something else. And I just realized that reality is why wouldn't I do a sport that I'm the minority? And if you need a little color on your team, you know, I'm the black guy for you. If you're going to pay for my college and make sure I get a full tuition, full scholarship. So it, it makes sense for me to go with soccer. Well, you're a thinking man. Right. You know, you have to be strategic in how you approach life sometimes. Right. So now you say your parents are both engineers. How did they feel about you not going to college? Um, my dad had a problem with it at first, but my mom was always like, James, don't worry about that boy. He's going to be all right. He's not a dirty kid. and He don't want to be poor. So you don't have to worry about mothers to support their sons. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, but I was I was that kid. Like I wasn't going to do too much walking. You know, I'm not about to catch no bus. I'm not about to do no taxi. I'm not about to live in no dirty house. I'm not about to do all that. Like all that project struggle. That wasn't my thing. You know what I'm saying? Like some people settle. I was never a person that settled. Like I know I could do better and I'm going to do better. And if it's something that I don't want to do, I'm going to make enough money to pay somebody to do something I don't want to do. Amen for that. Okay. So now you decided you're not going to college. Music was for you. How did you transition into music? Well, I was in high school, spring break of my senior year. I got an opportunity to um, get on the radio. A guy heard my voice. I read a commercial for a good friend of mine and he liked my voice. And he was like, have you ever thought about doing radio? He had always had a dream of having the youngest in charge, like the youngest radio personality in charge. So I pretty much, he asked me, like, have you ever thought about doing radio? I'm like, no. He was like, well, well, I want you to do radio. So he gave me an opportunity, showed me the boards in one day, spring break of my senior year. He was like, I'm like, what you want me to do? He's like, this is how you turn this on. This is how you fire this off. This is what you do. Leave it automatic. This is how you make it keep going. This is how you make it stop. So he really showed me the boards real quick. and was like, I'm like, well, I don't know how to do radio. He said, do it like you think how radio should sound. And I think that was a pivotal point in my life that I changed the way radio sounded. Like, to me, nationwide, especially in the South, especially in the Midwest, because a lot of people kind of sound like me now. It's real unorthodox. Radio used to be like, hey, good morning. Da, 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 da. Like, it was real, like, you know, You're really, right. you really couldn't be yourself. But now it sounds like, what's popping, dog? Like, we in this thing, man. What's going on? Like, we here, man. I love you. I love you, dog. Like, you're doing your thing. Like, it's more just like, be who you are. He allowed me to do that. And that was the pivotal point of me changing. And, and by the time, like, after my, my week, of, of with him, um, and only being on the radio from like 12 to 2. Two months later, he made me 6 to 10. And I've been 6 to 10 radio ever since I was 18. Is that 12 in the afternoon? No, at night, because he didn't want nobody to hear me. Yes, I messed up. Okay. <laughs> but then he ended up, two months later, I ended up being 6 to 10. So I was the youngest DJ. I was youngest radio personality, owner radio personality in Radio 1 at that time. Well, I think in Radio 1 history, actually. Wow, congratulations. So you, there was an opportunity, and you seized the opportunity. Yeah, I tell people that all the time. Like, you, you always got to be prepared. You know what I'm saying? If you're always prepared, you ain't never got to get prepared. So it's kind of like take advantage of every situation you go through. If somebody give you an opportunity, even if you know how to do it, figure it out along the way. Fake it till you make it. You know what I'm saying? Like, can you dunk? Yeah, I can dunk. You didn't tell me how to dunk. You asked me could I dunk. Now, if I go get a ladder and find a ladder and climb the ladder and jump off the ladder and dunk, I did what you asked me to do. You're resourceful. Yes, always. Like, you just have to figure it out, man. I mean, it's like, I think that's what everybody wants in every company. They don't want somebody to ask them how to do everything. Can you figure it out? Yes. And you know, you don't have to figure it out by yourself. Right. You can call people, call your friends, call your parents, call whoever you think might be able to help you come up with a solution. Correct. And get it done. Right. You know, but a lot of times people don't do that, Josh. They don't think to do that. I mean, I just think that people are built differently. Like, that's why I think it's changed. And I think that in our society, in the world we're living in right now, you don't really have too many, any 
fathers and, and knowledgeable mothers and it's just an ongoing situation. So I try to take my time out to be a big brother, be an uncle, be an OG to people and really just tell a person like, you're not going to disrespect me. Watch your mouth. Like I ain't the one. I'm not him. So if you want to talk to me, talk to me with respect. It's like I'm talking to you with respect. Like if you don't want to know the truth and how I feel about something, don't ask me. So I usually only try to talk to the kids that really want knowledge and really want to see to, to move forward. I'm like, I'm not here to make you feel bad. I'm not here to downplay any situation you want to go to. I'm here to encourage you to give you more insight. And maybe sometimes if you shut up and listen, like I did, you'll figure out that even if it's one or two things that I might say in an hour of this conversation, those, those one or two things could change your life and could cost you either having a life or living or dying, or it could cost you, you know what I mean? Like being a millionaire or being broke. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can get something out of it, something that anybody talks to you about and tells you. So I've always been the type of person that listens to all my elders and to, to the older people that were in my life. You're right. You're absolutely right. Given your platform, your radio platform, so you must be known in certain areas. Do you talk to young people on a large scale? Well, when I get booked, I mean, of course, because of COVID-19, you really can't do it. But I, I feel like oh, on my yeah. radio show, I do a pretty good job of... of trying to encourage people, try to let everybody know that I love them every day. Try to let them know that if your dad or your brother wasn't nothing and you ain't never had a pot to piss in, that don't mean you have to be going that, going down that same road. I had a young lady call my show today. I'd have to do something called True Session Confessions. And she was basically saying like how she got molested at a young age. And um, I get a lot of people that actually tell me this. And I ask like, what would you tell some young girls that's going through that right now? She gave the spill. But I also like to encourage them to tell them, it's like, look, baby, that wasn't your fault. There's nothing wrong that you did ever in your life for somebody to molest you or rape you. And I love you. And I think you're beautiful. And I think you're gorgeous. And I think you're a queen, regardless of anything that you went through in your life. You know, so I think those words coming from a public figure like me touches people in a different way. They look at me in a different way. They love me in a different way. And it's, it's, it's pure. It's coming from the heart. No, it's very thoughtful. You may also, if you get more calls like that, suggest that they get some therapy, some medical treatment. I mean, because that can be traumatic. Oh, not only traumatic, but it can damage them for life, you know, and people think they can get through it because they're getting through the day. You know, since it happened, they've gotten through each day, but they're scarred. You know what I mean? It leaves a scar and professional help. And there should be, and if you can't find it yourself, I have a contact in Atlanta who may be able to Help me identify someone you can refer them to, and not a clinic, but an outreach. Yeah, that'd be dope. I mean, I'm just waiting on COVID to, to slow down and I can get people yeah. back in the studio. I just think that's a major part of having therapists on and tell them like, and I think that's a thing with the black community, especially black men, that we feel like we don't need no therapy. We good. We could be all right. But there's things that you go through in life. Like, I feel like I need counseling a little bit from things that I that I deal with and just wondering why I feel this way or why I have this attitude or why I have to ship on my shoulder about certain things. And just to be knowledge, I want to be fully known and fully knowledgeable about what's going on in my life and how I feel and why I feel the way I feel about certain things. You're a Renaissance man, it seems to me. You said it, not me. I mean, I don't know what that means. One of the things it means is that you're open to learning new things. You're open to doing things differently. You're not willing to be put in a box or described a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Like You are authentic. You are who you are. Right. And what you see is what you get. Yeah, and you're I, interested I, I, in soccer is an example. While other young black boys were playing football and baseball and basketball, you opted for soccer. Right. That makes you a different thinker. Right. You know, you step outside the box to try something different. 
everybody can't do that. Everybody's not built to do that. Everyone doesn't feel comfortable trying to do that. I'm learning that. Like, that was something that I didn't understand for a long time. Like, even the fact that I have both my parents, like, I felt like, oh, that's regular. Then I got older and realized that, wow, there's a lot of people and kids around me that don't have their mom, don't have their dad, never even had a father figure in their life, that that was kind of, I was different. I wasn't regular. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that should be. And that's one thing that I wanted to try to push and change that I've always seen on the radio that I want more followers to be in their kids' lives. Like, don't leave your kids. They need you. Even You're if you right. can't be super overly financially, like you put these kids here, they want to see your face. They want to know you. And a lot of fellas, I think that a lot of men are ashamed and think they can't change the narrative. And you can. As long as you have a breath in your body, you can change anything you want to change in life. You just got to know that and you got to understand and dedicate your life to it. You know what I mean? Stay focused on what you want to do. And if they don't think they can be a positive force in their children's lives, then they need to take steps to correct that so they can be. Right. Exactly. I agree with you 100%. It's important. It's as important for little boys as it is for little girls because right. fathers shape the way little girls think about men generally, and it can affect them for the rest of their lives. Yeah, and and young women too. Yeah, I try my best to do everything and treat my daughter like a queen. Every time we go out, it's a date. You know, like I'm going to date. Like, it sounds crazy. You know what I'm saying? It may be well, sound crazy. I, like, you know, I, I want, like, I date my daughter. Like, I take yeah. my daughter out, open up the car door for her. Every Valentine's Day, like, I give her roses. What you want, baby? Do you want this? You want that? Let, let daddy do this for you. Let daddy do this for you. Here's this. Here's that. Let me move the chair for you so you can sit down. Would you like me to charge your phone? Would you like me to do this? I cater to her because I don't want her to think that a man doing anything less than your father is acceptable. And that's period. Josh, that's exactly what I mean. When my niece was born, I sent her flowers every year for her birthday. When she was a little girl, I would send her balloons with sunflowers in it. And as she grew older, there were fewer balloons and more flowers. Right. Because I wanted her to know that that's what happens on your birthday. And if you get anything less, then there's, you know, you have to question it. Right. If the person doesn't have money, that's one thing. But there should be some indication that they care, that they thought about you, that it was your birthday, and they wanted to do something special for you. What yeah. they afford is okay. Yeah, I definitely think that's important because my daughter, like, it's so crazy. Like, I remember this last Valentine's Day. I was running a little late. I was like, babe, did you think I wasn't going to come? She's like, I knew you were going to come. You always come. Exactly. Like, So that just made me like smile in the inside. Like, whether you want these flowers or not, you know daddy going to make sure you have flowers for Valentine's Day. Exactly. And you be see, that's the other thing. Consistency. You have been consistent. That's why she doesn't sweat it. Because she knows what's coming. You know, and that's important. Children, people need to feel worthy. They need to feel cared for. I don't know whether people are born with self-esteem, Josh. Right. I don't know that you can instill that in anyone. You can create an environment where they may be able to figure it out. If they don't have it, they may be able to figure it out and acquire it. I don't know. But I know too many people who don't have self-esteem or self-confidence. Right. I wish I could give them some of mine. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think they're just coming encouraging people. I mean, that's one thing I always start on radio. Like, how can I be different in the afternoon when I'm on radio? 
I can say things that people don't say to people. Did I a simple I love you and I'm proud of you and I believe in you? People don't have that in life sometimes. You think that something that minor doesn't affect people and it does because I, I met a young lady say like I've never had anybody have my back. I've never had anybody support me like to the point where I think I might have bought her food a couple times like just regular like here or open up the car door for her like nobody's ever opened up the car door for me. I'm like what? Like girl, where you from? You know what I'm saying? Like what's going on with you? But it's literally people out there like that, and it's like all I can do is use my platform for good. And that's one thing I always said. I, before I die and before I leave this earth, I want to leave a legacy. Like yo, he believed in love. He pushed love. He pushed positivity. He pushed protecting your energy. He pushed um, not no nonsense. Work hard. Grind. Live life, be free. Like, live your best life. You know what I'm saying? If somebody don't make you happy, then don't waste your time being with them. Like, find somebody that's going to make you happy, that, that makes you my joy, makes you my peace. I don't want no woman in my life that if I come home, I got to fuss with you too. After I fuss with my boss and fuss with everybody else in the world, you're supposed to be my peace. That's the point of you being my queen. So, even that, I encourage that. So, I think people are starting to get it. Like, people refer to me as king now. Like, what's up, king? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's kind of weird, but I mean, I, I love it. I love it. I mean, I don't know where I'm headed. Own it. Yeah, I don't know where I'm headed with that, but it's good, definitely in the right direction right now. And it can't do anything but be positive because it's, it's positive energy. So you're coming from a good place. Right. You're coming from a good place and you can never go wrong with that. Never go wrong with that. So now tell me how you got into radio. How did you move up? I was throwing parties in St. Louis. They had something called Birthday Bash in Atlanta where they have like the biggest concert of all the artists. So all the radio stations across the nation, they pretty much had a thing called Radio Row because all the big artists was at Birthday Bash. So what they would do is they would send down all the personalities from different markets and have them in one room to interview all the artists and get artist drops and the interviews and I used to always get be the one they picked to go. So I was networking while I was there and I was doing music too and I've always wanted to go to Atlanta, but it was kinda like, oh, it's impossible to go to Atlanta. You from St. Louis, ain't I mean, ain't no openings. But as soon as there was an opening, they get they called me and it's like, Well, let's revamp. Let's build our radio station, our company around somebody that's younger that's gonna last a long time. We ain't gotta worry about replacing nobody. And that was sixteen years ago and I'm still there. <laughs> wow, that's great. That's great. Yeah. So now you said you were networking in St. Louis. I was throwing parties in St. Louis. Like I was I was big in St. Louis. But I was like the kid that, that do all the parties. Like I had the girls, you know what I'm saying? I was always sweet to the girls. I made sure that girls knew all the guys knew that all the pretty girls was coming to my party because I always took care of the girls. Like the ladies get in, you know what I'm saying? If there's a long line, if it, it could be a hundred guys in line, if it's two girls and it's raining or two girls, they're not waiting. Let them in. So I might have a club full of girls. So you got this long line of guys and seeing all these pretty women walk in, right past them, walk past them, walk past them. They're going to wait. Yeah. That's one thing I can say. A man's going to wait if he knows what's inside. He's going to yeah. wait. So I let them wait. No, fellas, wait a minute. The ladies about to come in first. We ain't closing the late. You all right. You know what I'm saying? So anytime I let, I might let five to 10 guys in at a time, but every girl that walked to the door, they went straight in the club. I wasn't sending them because I wanted, I, I mean, I have a sister, I have a mother. So I treated all ladies like they were my sister or my mother. And my mother don't wait for nobody. And I'm not going to allow her to wait or ignore my sister. So we're clear, Josh, everybody doesn't do that. Every man on this planet does not do that. Every man on this planet does not hold open doors for ladies. Just so you know. I mean, I'm, I'm starting to realize that when that girl told me nobody's ever did this for me. I'm like, as pretty as you are, nobody's ever. That's crazy. And, you know, sometimes it's because we don't let them know that that's what we expect because and sometimes it's because we don't think we're worthy. But no, it's not the norm, Josh. I can tell you that. I'm starting to realize that. So, I mean, that makes me. Even more happy that I'm doing something that other people are not doing. No, you are you are special. There's no question about that. 
Thank you. So now, tell me how you developed the following. I think just being myself and being cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think people like what you like and you follow people you're interested in. And I think now that my following is growing even more because I'm so positive in my workout journey, you know what I mean? Encouraging people that they can do the same thing because I was so tangible. I was so, you were able to touch me, you were able to see me and you seen me lose weight, see me gain weight, lose weight, gain weight. And then you finally see me like, you know what? I'm about to do this and I'm not looking back. And now you see what you got now, everyday grind in the gym every day. If if I don't go in the gym, I'm at least there three to four times a week. You know what I'm saying? Hands down. And if I have some open time during the weekend, I'm going to go to the gym. I enjoy going to the gym. Like it gets my mind right. It gets me back focused. Um, I feel crappy when I'm not, when I don't go to the gym, I don't work out. It just feels good. Yeah. And now it's like I, I got a different challenge, like stuff that I can do that I couldn't do before. Like, oh, I can do 25 to 50 pull-ups now. And I couldn't do not one. I could only do like three or four. So just to see the progression, it's like, oh, your body does change. And I think it changes your mental, too. It changes it to the fact that like, the hardest thing is being consistent with anything in life. And, yeah. and being healthy and staying in the gym is one thing that is very, very difficult that everybody wish they could do, but they can't do it. They can, but they yeah. won't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they yeah. make an excuse for it. Focused and you got to commit. Yeah. So I even think that even with businesses and, and companies and stuff like that, I think when you show that you can commit to something, it's easier to get a job. I think that honestly, and people might say I'm crazy for it, but I think that I'm getting a lot of sponsorships and a lot of things that I'm getting in life now as far as business is because the way I look, they see me working out every day. So it's like, well, if he can commit to changing his body and changing his mind, that this is the guy that we want to give a shot with our company, because that means he's able to commit to our company because he's able to commit. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. And that's the other thing. You know, I try to tell people, you don't know who's watching you. You don't know who sees you walking down the street, going to the store, talking on the corner. You you don't know what you're projecting. You don't know that what you're projecting, even if you're not aware of it, how it's coming across to other people. People make judgments based on observations. And to your point, if you've transformed yourself over time and people in the gym have seen you or people at the radio station before COVID, they saw you and they could see that you were committed to transformation. They know that takes commitment, that takes focus. That means something. Those are attributes, to your point, that are important for an employee to have. If I'm an employer and I'm selecting someone to work with me, I want them to have those attributes. You're absolutely right. So now where do you see yourself? Now, tell me what you do on the radio. Tell me what what is your job? What are your responsibilities? You play music? Yeah, I'm like a, I'm an owner personality, so I don't actually DJ on air. I'm really the personality that talks between the talk breaks and talks between the music. My show is really, I have a lot of different segments. So I do your Who You Love check-in, which falls down to like, I express to the people like, you know, it's a lot of things in life that's changing in 2020. And sometimes we don't get the opportunity to tell the people that we love that we love them. So I give them an opportunity to say it live on the radio. And what's better to be driving and hear your spouse or hear somebody that you love tell you that you love them live on a platform like the radio. So that's a really big segment. Oh, that, I bet that's huge. I bet that's huge. Yeah. Because I, people like to be in the media. Right. So that and then my four o'clock hour, I do something called Trap House Check-In. My show is called The Trap House. So Trap House is a narrative, a narrative where in the streets is like that's where people sold dope out of Trap House. But I flip the narrative. The Trap House is wherever you trap out of, wherever, however you get money. 
You could trap out your house. You could trap out a store. You could trap out a restaurant. You could trap out food truck, wherever, however you get money, however you hustle, however you pay your bills, take care of your family is your trap house. So I allow people to call up and shout out their businesses. You can give me your number. You can give me your address. You can give me, you can say your Instagram on the radio as long as it's fast. You can say anything you want as long as it's quick. And I give people that. So that's a big segment. Then I do my five o'clock hour. I do something called Truth Session Confessions where people can actually call up and tell me the truth about what they went through in their life and what they're going through. And if they're in a situation or if they have something they just want to get off their chest, whether they infidelities, relationships, everything, you name it, like molestation, rape, like wanting to date this person, wanting to date per- this person, like who they had, who they slept with. So that's crazy in itself because like every day is something different. So that's a big segment. Hennessy actually bought that segment. So that segment, Truth Session Confession, is actually sponsored by Hennessy. And then at my six o'clock hour, I do let goes where you can let go anything that's negative in your life, anybody that pissed you off. So if I'm like, Miss Bev, she said this to me and wrote me the wrong way. I want to let her go live on the radio right now. So get like, you just got let go to drop. And then I do something called Battlegrounds where I allow independent artists and up and coming artists to get their songs played on the radio where they battle against somebody else to see if people actually like their music or not. So that's pretty much my whole show. Now, can Real I listen online on my computer? Yes, ma'am. Hotspotatl.com. Or we have an app. It's Hot 1079 ATL app on your phone. So you can stream. We, we definitely stream. And our app is really pretty much, our app is the biggest app in the country, actually, for Radio 1. Okay, Radio 1 Hotspot. Hotspotatl.com is on the computer. Or you can just go to your app store and get the app, Hot 1079 ATL app. Eight, one, hot, one, hot 107. Hot 107? Yep. One zero seven nine eight year. I'm going to start listening to you. I'm at my computer all the time. I can turn you on. Yeah, I think you should. I think you enjoy it. I, I think. Well, I, you know, I like to keep abreast of what people are are listening to. I have a lot of young friends. I have a lot of friends different ages, and um, people like to talk to me, and I like to listen, and I like to know what's going on. You know, I got to stay current. Got to stay current. So you told us about your first break. Tell me where you see yourself in five years. Wherever God takes me. I mean, I think he's leading me in a direction that I can't see. I can't foresee. I remember my dad always would tell me about having a dream about me preaching in the church with no walls. But I think I'm doing that now. Having a platform like I do um, because I speak positivity differently than everybody else. You know what I mean? However you take it, it's positive. It's a blessing to somebody. So that's a form of preaching. Definitely being a business owner. Definitely plan on having multiple businesses going. Real estate. Just preparing my sons to be able to give them something if they act right and they do right. But I never, I always wanted to leave my, leave a legacy behind. So I want to show my boys that they can do it. Like no matter what anybody say about your daddy, this is what your daddy did. This is what your daddy accomplished. And your daddy accomplished it by himself. And he worked hard and grind to make sure that y'all get whatever y'all want to get in life. And I was never the person that was spoiled. My parents, huh? What about your daughter? You said uh, your son. She's a queen. She going to get it anyway. I'm not worried about her. She, 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 she takes, as long as she take care of her daddy, she going to take care of her daddy. So I ain't worried about her. She got whatever she wants. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. No, I, I think, Josh, that you have a unique outlook. I'm so impressed. Not that you care, but I am so impressed that you share it easily and readily and that yeah. you have a platform so that you can spread it because I, I there's think- so much. There's so much negativity in the world today that, to your point, positivity is refreshing. Yeah, I think that you get to a point where you have to stop caring about what people think. And I spent a lot of my life and a lot of my career worried about what everybody thinks. And like, I think about two years ago, I really had a had a feeling, I had this epiphany, like, 
I'm tripping. I spent my whole life trying to do what everybody wanted me to do. And I, it got me places that I didn't want to be, like in different relationships that I didn't want to be in. And I wasn't happy. So I refuse to be unhappy. And what makes me happy is to see other people happy. You know, what makes me happy is for me to say, like, people walk up to me. I, I, man, I go to the club, Ms. Bev. Like, like recently, I went to the club, and this guy called me over there. He's like, you remember me? I was like, no. I mean, you look familiar. He was like, I'm, I'm DJ Trav. I, I was a DJ then. Now I own this company, this business right here. Guy had nice jewelry on, like, and he started telling me, like, oh, remember when you pulled up with me here? Like, you pulled up me here. Like, every time I actually do something, you always did it. And you was always, like, popular. You was always big. You was always a legend to me. And the fact that you would pull up and just be okay with it, like, it was baffling, and I just appreciate you. And he gave me $500 and told me have a good time and left. <laughs> you don't know when you touch someone. You know, you don't always know when you touch a person, when you've made a difference in a person's life. That's what I mean when I say you don't know who's watching you. You don't know that a kindness that you may have thought nothing of that you did for someone or you showed someone a kindness, like opening a door, a car door that had never been opened before. That means so much if you've never had it done for you before. If there's been a void in your life and someone shows you another side, it can make a difference. It can change a person's trajectory. It really can. Well, it's de I mean, it's definitely a blessing and it definitely has happened multiple times. And I'm just like, I'm excited. You know what I mean? I just... I don't know. I, I mean, I'm excited about a journey. Like, I'm excited to see if, like, I haven't been on radio by myself in a long time. So these numbers that's coming out for my radio show is all me. It's my idea. It's who I am, who I want to project. There's nobody alternate. It's, no, it's nobody changing anything that I feel. But if I said it, I believe it. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's the best feeling in the world to see how Atlanta and the rest of the world is going to take that. And I'm I'm just overly excited. Like, the love I've been getting. Um from just me saying, Big Stewie or Stewie, like for to see people say that back to me and, and like in my DMs and say, What's up, King? You good? I appreciate you saying this. I appreciate you saying that. Like it's doing small things. Like it doesn't, it doesn't hurt to support your people. It doesn't cost you anything to give somebody, like give somebody a compliment. Like no, it doesn't hurt. Right. It doesn't cost you anything. But that compliment could change somebody's life. You're right. It might be small to you, but it might mean in the world to them. You're right. Especially if they've never had one before. Man, I got Miss Bev, I got guys working out with me that I don't even know. They be like, Yeah, I know you. I follow you on Instagram. That brother, that don't mean you know me, man. <laughs> that just means you follow me on Instagram. You know, but you have to be careful of because for some people it does mean, you know, they feel of that connection. Right. It's connection it's it's a human connection although it's social media right they as though you, they know you people on social media. I mean, it's cool. I mean, it's not a thing. I, I mean, I'm always the person speaking my mind, but it's always love. I was like, well, now that you're in the gym, we can get to know each other. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let me know what's going on in your life and like, let's talk. Let, I want to keep motivating you. Like, so even the gym is like, I'll, I'll still be pushing them. Like, get up. It ain't time to stop yet. You think I got this far because I stopped? No, I had rough days. I had bad days. You know what I'm saying? But I had to work through them and got better and I messed up. But I had to get back in there and restart again. Like, it's okay. Like, we're going to fall, but you got to be willing to get back up. You're special. You are not the everyday man walking the streets. You're just not. And the things that you do that make people feel special, you take for granted. I mean, you do it willingly. You do it authentically, but you take it for granted that this is what should be done. This is what other people do. And, and I tell you, Josh, it just isn't. I'm beginning to realize that, but... 
I mean, I kind of like just being, you know what I mean? Because it's like, it makes me feel good. So whatever makes when me feel good. Being I mean, I you, is, it, makes, it can make you feel good because it, you're, you're not like anyone else. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, you're just not like anyone else. That's why when I talked to you the first time, I was like, yeah, I really want to interview him because he's not like anybody else I've interviewed so far. And I've interviewed a lot of different people with different backgrounds and different experiences. And I'm enjoying what I'm doing because I think I can help. I can provide content that can make a difference in people's lives. Right. Listening to you and listening, you know, because one of my friends asked me, well, the people that you interview, do they have to go to college? I said, no. She said, well, the people you've talked about all have been to college. I said, but those are the ones that I've interviewed so far. My godson, God bless them, are twins and they did an interview. They were both incarcerated. They went to college, but they, instead of staying in college, they were locked up from college to incarceration. Right. And they did a podcast about that. Right. So, I mean, you know, it's all, I know all kinds of people, different kinds of people. I've had a very expansive, different kind of life. I've got different kind of friends. One of my friend's children transitioned from female to male. Mm. So the transgender piece, we address that. So, I mean, I want to be inclusive. Right. And I want to be authentic. And I want people to understand that you don't have to fit into a box. Right. You need to be a productive member of society, though. You can't be knocking people in the head. You can't be selling drugs. You need to be a productive member of society. You don't right. have to go to college. Right. But your point, you have to work hard. You have to grind it out sometime. But if you focus and you stay committed, it'll be okay. Definitely. Have to keep your eye on what's going on. And people don't understand that if they get a job tomorrow and they love that job, that job will not take them to the end of their work life. Not till they're 65. The job for life has gone by the boards. It doesn't exist anymore. So they right. got to be prepared to your point, multiple income streams. They have to identify other sources of income that they can nurture and develop while they're working their nine to five or whatever the hours are, their regular job until right. it may morph into something more productive. But you got to have more than one one income stream. That's almost essential in today's world. Perfect. Yeah, you're right. You're definitely right. Is there anything else you want to say to our listeners? Any advice you want to give them? Any life lessons you've learned that you want to share? Just focus on what you want to focus on in life. Focus on what you got going on, man, and really just lock in. Really lock in. Chase your dreams. Keep negative energy away from you. Always stay positive. And just remember, you can do whatever you want to do in life. You just got to stay focused and you got to really, really want it. And just know that don't nobody owe you nothing. Don't nobody owe you nothing. And another big thing is just for just because your mom and dad didn't have a pot to piss in or your mom and dad didn't have this and they didn't have that, don't mean you have to settle and be the same way. Use every negative energy, every negative thing that happened in your life and use it as motivation to propel you forward, to push you forward nonstop. Grab those things that hurt and turn them to positive energy. And I promise you to make you stronger. That's my story of my life. Like thrived off people telling me I couldn't do something. I'm going to work even harder to show you that I can. I can't wait till somebody tell me I can't do something. I almost wish I could have somebody tell me, you ain't this every day of my life. Like you ain't this, you ain't going to make it. You ain't going to do it. Like if I could have a person, I would hire them because that gives me a different type of grind, a different type of drive, a different type of anger. And that anger turns into positive energy and I just work even harder. 
So chase your dreams, man. Anything in life is possible. Just put your mind to it. And you always remember you're a king and a queen. I try not to say the N-word now. So shout out to all my kings and all my queens out there. Stay focused and love yourself. And love yourself first before you love anybody else. I appreciate that. Thank you. (laughs) Josh, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I have truly enjoyed it. Me too. Truly. And it's going to be on iTunes and Spotify. And uh, I'll send you the links. Okay. Okay. All right. Perfect. I really be well. All right. You too. Thanks for listening to Your Employment Matters with Beverly Williams. If you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe and leave a review. I truly appreciate your support and that helps other listeners find the podcast. If you have a comment, question, or suggestion, you can reach me at bawilliams at youremploymentmatters.com. My book, Get the Job Done, is available on amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com. Please join me again next week. Until then, remember to embrace change and differences. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.